We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Jared Payton. I hear my name again, and I'm like, who's calling me? So I look back at the people working, and it's not them. It's this guy that's sitting down right by the door, and he goes, Jared, man. Man, I love you on the score, man. So awesome. I was like, I was like I'm going to be on at 9 o'clock. Tune in. The son of sweetness. One man, one career, one team for 200. Walter Payton. 13 seasons for duh, these. Deanna. Who are the Chicago Bears? The Bears, yes. Sports anchor for WGN. Former running back great. Payton again. Already two touchdowns. There it is. There's the touchdown. The Jared Payton show today. Jared Payton with Mullene Haw on 670 The Score. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670 of the score. Always fun to talk to Jared Payton, and he joins us on the score hotline powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. Hey, Jared, how are you this morning? Oh, Mully and Haw, I'm good. I was just uh, sending out the little uh, let everybody know on X that I'm on the show this morning so just wanted to show you're, some love how you guys you're doing? always so good about that jared kind of I'm, using I'm, your platforms plural to kind of let hey, people know what you're doing <laughs> you, you got to sometimes you know hard man you gotta let did, people know and did you tell your there. tiktok audience that you're gonna be on today i yeah i actually did it with a dance so <laughs> all you gotta do is just go check it out it's uh nah man but Man, how did you guys enjoy football over the weekend or oh, what? Yeah. Oh man. I, I you know, I gotta tell you, I'm going through this really rough period where that like the first Monday night game we didn't have till August, and then you get to that and the I thought the games were great. I was totally in for all of it, a nice kind of seven or eight hour watch. And now we got the Super Bowl coming up, but it's like, what then must we do? What happens to our lives? There is a, there is a hint of regret already about the season closing down. I know it's, uh, it's tough. You know, for me, I, I just really enjoy the whole entire, especially for the Bears. I'm so locked in of what the Bears are doing all season long that, you know, now you start to, you know, sit back and go, holy cow, this season's just flew by, and I. Yep. My year goes by. My year goes by basically the Super Bowl, not January first. It's like right. after the Super Bowl for our family and the Man of the Year award and everything we do at the Super Bowl. Right, man, it's, uh, it's yeah. like Happy New Year. Exactly. Happy New Year for me. Exactly. What was the most unexpected thing that happened Sunday to you, Jarrett? Well, both teams 
Both teams that I uh, picked to win, the Ravens and the Lions, both were uh, I w- both didn't run the ball when I thought they should be using that as their as their crutch all game, right? So when it comes to the Ravens, it they kind of got out of out of sorts a little bit. I mean, they're a running team. That's what they do, mm-hmm. and that's I didn't see that. I didn't see that, and I know th- certain things dictate that and changes kind of what you have to do in your landscape in a game. And then also, too, looking at the Lions and how they were running the football in that first half, and I know things changed a little bit. The 49ers came out, put some points on the board, then they fumbled the ball, and the game was tied after the Iuka uh, touchdown. So then everything everything was crazy, and they got away from the run and started to get pass heavy. And so it was like, I think – getting away from the run game and not establishing the run like you should with the Ravens, I think really threw me off a little bit. Um, I, I got to tell you, if you actually look at where they were at, they, they should have won that game. If they score on the touchdown, they fumble. If he doesn't throw a pick in the end, they had opportunities and they just, it was, because I thought, I th- listen, I thought that the, the defense played great. I thought Mahomes played great. I thought Kelsey played great. But the, but the Ravens were, were like, they were thudding people. They were hitting people. They were also making dumb penalties and yeah. kind of these weird um, lack of discipline mistakes that really frosted me because I thought they were better coached than that. Yeah, I did too, Molly. I mean, it comes down to at, at these moments, and especially uh, on on both sides. Well, you can't have those those dumb penalties. But then on the flip side, I look at the Lions, right? And man, Dan Campbell was always just striving, going for it all the time, it, it, being aggressive, being aggressive. That's what got them there. And then being aggressive is what got them sent home as well. And so mm. it's 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 a it's a balance that you have to, you know, sometimes you got to take the points. I understand the guys are behind you and you're like, oh, we're going to go for it. We've been doing this all year, but it's different circumstances, right? You, you're you're playing for, to be able to get to the final game of the year. Uh, and, and sometimes I understand the math and 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 all that stuff dictates what you should do. If, if that's the case for the Lions and some of those short fourth, uh, fourth downs, you're a running team. Run the football then. Put it, if that's what you're good at, put the ball in your running back's hands who have been running the ball, getting you seven yards a carry. Go ahead and go that way then if that's the case. But uh, they decide to put it in Jared Goff's hands, and, and sometimes you come up short. As somebody who believes in Justin Fields and would be fine with the Bears bringing him back and sticking with him, Jared, did you see anything in Lamar Jackson's performance against the Chiefs that gave you pause or you applied to the argument here in Chicago? No, not at all, Dave. I I didn't see anything. I just I got I saw a guy pressing, especially at the end of the game where things weren't going their way, and you know, especially that interception. Certain things where I'm like, hmm, I I would love to see him run a little bit more. Um, that's that's a part of their game. Like I told you, that they did not really truly establish with him, which I think changes the dynamics of how you have to be able to defend the Ravens, right? And so. Um, yeah, no pause. Only thing, only pause is my son this morning was talking trash because they were uh, on TV. They were talking about Lamar Jackson having a tough time and he was saying something and I get very like in my feelings about these guys and how much they put into the game. And I looked at him. I said, I said, 
he said something like, man, Lamar's the GOAT. And he was joking with his buddy. And I said, whoa, 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 slow down. I'm like, this dude's about to win his second MVP, Doug. Stop talking. Don't, don't talk about him. And my son was looking at me and like with that one stare. And I said, yeah, your grandpa only won it once. So you know how hard it is. And my son, he didn't talk the rest of the way till he left to go outside. <laughs> how, 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 how hard it is, how tough it is that we break down these guys so much, but how tough it is to be able to say you're an MVP. And you guys know how I feel about my pops. For him to only do it once, like, yo, it is hard to do. So what is Lamar has done is phenomenal. But we on the outside are always going to break down. The fact is this was his best chance since he's been in the league to go to a Super Bowl and win one. And like you guys were talking about what Coach Juan said, it is tough to get back. Right. It is not easy to get back. The team's not the same. The drive's not the same. The, the situation of how you lost the year before sometimes sets in. Guys, you know, guys on the team, their 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 mindsets change. So it is really, really tough. It happened to my Miami team. Well, the Miami team I was on in 2000, we lost to Washington in the second game of the year. And then next thing you know, went on to play Florida in, in the Sugar Bowl for us. It motivated us going into that next, going in the summertime, that nobody went home over break. Everybody was there. We were grinding. And next thing you know, eventually winning the Rose Bowl and the national championship the next year. But we didn't have any catastrophic injuries. We didn't have any of that stuff. We were lucky. And a lot of that plays in to getting back to that point or even getting back to a chance to be able to play for a championship. Yeah, I I felt awful for Lamar Jackson because – He's now two and four in the playoffs, right? He he didn't he he's not the guy calling thirty seven passes. No. The the uh, the offensive coordinator uh, Todd Munkin did not do him many favors, but he's got six career interceptions in the playoffs to go with six touchdowns. So people who view him are looking at him as you know the tag of can't win in the playoffs, and especially when you're playing a guy like Mahomes who's setting records for winning in the playoffs, youngest guy ever to get to the, whatever it is, 13, 14 wins in the playoffs, and is so composed and has been there so much and had so much success. He's like second coming of uh, of, of uh, Tom Brady. I, I mean, it, it's extraordinary, it's... His, his composure, and that makes everybody else look bad. Molly. Molly, I'm telling you right now, man, 15's a bad dude. Oh. He is he is a bad dude. Like, you can say what you want to say about him. People come and like, ah, oh, you know, he he's overrated. Da, da, da. Dude, this dude, he, for everything that that team went through all season long, from, from the drops to all the other stuff, like seeing him out of character on the sideline, screaming, yelling, upset, all that stuff to where they are to get into the postseason – and him and Travis Kelsey are just like, yo, we're just going to flip a switch real quick. And we're going to take it back a couple of years and we're going to, we're just going to ball out. And man, you all, it's hard to bet against 15, man. And so he is, man, that's, that's the standard right there. And, and David, you were talking about, did anything give me pause about, uh, you know, Lamar's play, you know, nah, not really, but one thing did it for me, it stuck out is that, man, you, Regardless of what you do at the quarterback position, whether you're going to draft one or you're going to keep um, Justin Fields, and everybody knows how I feel about Justin, uh, I think you need to. It made me think, David, about that. You still have to. 
draft quarterbacks, whether that's in the first round, whether that's in the second round, third round. I just, I, I feel like moving forward, that is a huge deal and what the Bears need to do. And then not only just draft these quarterbacks, but find a way to be able to grow them, cultivate them and, 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 and have guys in your system. You know what I mean? Where you, you should be drafting quarterbacks every single year that fit your system until you f- figure it out. And that's what I really thought about is how do you find, how do you get the next Patrick Mahomes? Like, is he already here? Is he number one? Is he, is all these new things, which Shane Waldron and my guy, Kerry Joseph, mm. who I played with and played against in the CFL, he, are, are they going to be able to get the best out of him? But also moving down, if guys fit your system later in rounds that you feel like are good, you can never, to me, you can never have enough because at some point your starting quarterback is going to be out. And that next guy that is going to have to step up, which we saw with Tyson Bajan this past, this past season for the Bears, it's critical to be able to have somebody in that understands your system because at some point they're going to have to play either one, two, or three or four games. All right, let's talk about Kerry Joseph. NFL safety with the Seahawks goes up to Canada and, as you said, had a very good career as a quarterback. And now he's yeah. a coach, the quarterback's coach. What is it about him that makes him an effective coach and, and what do you expect his impact to be? Dave, he's a... Uh... Man, he, when it comes, he's a, he's all about ball, man. He loves football and around the game. I think his his faith um, is one of the things that stands out to me of how he talks to people and how he sees life. But I also think if he's had those those ups and downs. He's been at every single level of the NFL, the CFL, NFL Europe. So he's seen so much that I think for guys that go through and do their homework on him and see what he's all about, they're going to be like, holy cow, he has seen it. So I think he's his his ability to connect with young men to me is what is so special with him. But he's been there. And I think uh, listening to him, there, it's going to be like, you know, I did this and this and this, but I also made these mistakes. I'm, I don't want you to make these mistakes and try to be able to coach uh, whoever is going to be at quarterback. But I think he's going to be a huge tool to uh, who – whoever's underneath center. And also I think it's just an advantage of having a guy like that, that has been all around the spectrum in the game of football. You know, we had a a fun question this morning about looking at the bears and where they're at versus other teams that are hiring coordinators in the off season. We know the Eagles, for instance, both of their coordinators were uh, hired as head coaches after the Super Bowl, and they were dissatisfied and fired both their coordinators um, last year. And so they've hired Vic Fangio and Kellen Moore to replace those coordinators. And the Bears, of course, added Shane Waldron and Eric Washington. And it looks like that's, you know, not equal. How do you look at that? And do you have to keep in mind what they're trying to get done? Or do you think uh, some teams do better than others? Well, I mean, it, it it was a weird situation, though, Molly, just to look at how this this whole thing went down. I mean, at the end of the season, we were all waiting for word about, you know, what Matt Eberflus's, you know future was going to be here in Chicago. And then once we got it, it cemented in stone that we knew he was going to be the guy. Now you got to it, it's it's a different feeling of who you're actually going to bring in here that's going to mesh with what the vision is for Ryan Poles and company. So. 
yeah, it always looks better on the other side, but until we really see some results and, and, and actually get going a little bit, we won't know if it's going to be right or not. And I think that's the reason why I've been so I've gotten to a point where David, you and I were, you know, certain times of how I felt, you know, we would always go back and forth about the whole Justin thing. And I would tease you a little bit here and there, but I've gotten to a point of talking to you guys every single week that I'm fine either way they go with that, with the quarterback situation. And I'm going to, I'm going, I'm going to let it play itself out instead mm -hmm. of getting all hostile sometimes with people who are coming up to me talking or having heated conversations with people out in the streets about what the bears should do. <laughs> I, I'm going to, I am going to give it time and I'm going to be patient with this. Like, I feel like we all should be and let's see how it plays itself out. I mean, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna play itself out, whether it's going to work or it's not. And then we can all discuss uh, what's going on there. But until then, I want to see what these guys do. Like Eric Washington, like people that I know that know him say he's an, um, he's an amazing man. Um, and that he's, he's when it comes to coaching and, and what his job is going to be, because it's a different dynamic. Lou still wants to call plays, but he can't be in the meetings every single day. So he's got to find someone that he trusts to be able to be that that mouthpiece for him inside those meetings when he's got other stuff going on inside of Hallis Hall. So I'm I, I feel like he could be that guy. Let's let's see how how that works out. And Shane Waldron, he's he's got the he's got the biggest uh, spotlight on him because whatever quarterback they the Bears decide to go with, he's going to be tasked to be able to take this Bears offense into something relevant. And in, in, in an uptick in, in what we saw from this past season. So, and over seasons before that as well, it, it, it's time. So there's, it's a lot that we need to see first. And uh, it all looks good to me on paper right now, but we'll have to see once they hit the field. Great attitude, Jarrett. Appreciate your time. So we'll next week, we'll be talking to you from Vegas. You, you're going to be in I, Vegas, right? I will probably be at the sports book when I'm talking to you guys at that point. So yes. Um, <laughs> all right. It's making yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna roust you and wake you yeah. up early in Vegas. Well, time. you know, you, you always got to get up early to start betting on table tennis, so you never know what's going on. <laughs> Great stuff. You're the <laughs> best. Safe travels. See you, buddy. <laughs> See you. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Pat Mahomes up for the Walter Payton Man of the Year. That would be terrific. Roquan Smith or the uh, Bears' own Justin Jones. Uh, that would be great. It's going to be given out on Thursday night at the NFL Honors, correct? And I believe that that's is accurate. going to be always a special occasion, always a great moment for Jarrett and the Peyton family. So, yeah, he's going to be on his way. We'll talk. Look forward to talking to him out there. It'll be a fun week. Yeah, no doubt about it. We should go out there and see him. We should be. We should just, jump. Let's yeah, do it. We should jump think on we that bandwagon. Well, <laughs> would that be fun? All right, we're going to bring in Corey Wooten, the uh, the former Bear. He was uh, coached by the new defensive coordinator. Eric uh, Washington was his position coach when he played with the Bears. And at Northwestern, I and, believe. Uh, and we'll, uh, we'll get into that, too. It's Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. How's it going, guys? I'm Corey Wooten. I'm a professional football player, and today we're going to talk about get-off. Opening possession of the second half. Here comes Wooten, who throws down Dinker back inside the five. Pressure off the corner on the blitz. Has to throw it away, and it's intercepted at the 49-yard line by Wooten. Looking, looking, going to be sacked. Wooten, Corey Wooten. Mully Hall, Chicago Sports Rate Radio 670. The score, always fun to get a chance to talk to a former Bear and Corey Wooten fits the bill. And, man, he's got a great connection to the new defensive coordinator, was coached by him both in uh, college and the NFL. Corey, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. How you guys doing today? Doing well. Yeah, uh, very curious to know your thoughts on the new defensive coordinator hire, Eric Washington. And and, and really, I, I don't know what his role will be. He's not going to be the play caller, but he's got a uh, – he, he's the kind of guy with a strong personality. They talk about his ability to teach and to uh, communicate with people. What What are your thoughts on that hire? Well, I think it's the perfect situation for the Bears. Uh, Iberflus wants to continue play calling. And I think Eric Washington will be the defensive coordinator role as far as making sure everything um, is going smooth on the defense. But I think in particular, he's going to be really instrumental in getting this defensive line to the next level. When we look at the defense, right? linebacking core played really solid, secondary, defensive line, you know, with the exception of Montez Sweat, really didn't have the studs that we'd like to see. We talked about Jervon Dexter and his development. We saw him flash, but for him to take the next level, I think he's got to work on his pad level. He's got to work on his hands. And who better than Eric Washington that has experience in this Tampa 2 scheme as a defensive line uh, coach and being able to really teach you the fundamentals of the game. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's the perfect situation for the Bears because they really need to improve on the defensive line. And I think once they can do that, they can be a top five defense. So in order to take this job, I think that you have to have you know, not really a sizable ego because you are the defensive coordinator in name only. You just described the responsibilities, and they're big ones, but you're not the guy that they're going to say, this is Eric Washington's defense. It's always going to be, if they are that top five unit, Corey, this is Matt Eberflus's defense. What was it about his personality that made you feel like this won't be difficult for him because he is somebody that is humble enough to accept it? Yeah, I, I think he he is he is a really down to earth person. He's humble, but at the same time, I love the fact that he's more in line with that old school mentality 
guy like Rod Marinelli, who he coached alongside of when he first got to the Bears, he's similar to that as far as, especially with the young guys, the established veterans, not so much, but the young guys really can take them to the next level. You have to get on these guys. And I think nowadays in, in coaching, I think people steer away from that, but I think that's one of the best things you can do, especially when I look at the Bears roster, some young guys, Jervon Dexter, uh, Zach Pickens, uh, Dominique Robinson, who's really in a critical year. Didn't really see the first two years, the kind of improvement or development that we wanted. So it's a huge year for him. So I look for Eric Washington to really work with these guys this offseason and help take, take them into the next level. It's Mully and Haw, and we are talking to Corey Wooten, who joins us on the score hotline powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. So, you know, we're always looking for hints, draft hints. Who are they going to take? What do they need? And you see them bring in a guy that, as you say, can work well with young guys. Does that mean they're going to get a pass rusher? Does that mean as much as everyone is talking about a quarterback with the number one pick, maybe at nine they're taking the first defensive player off the board. Maybe they're getting themselves someone who can help with the pass rush. Do you, do you read into that at all, Corey, or am I once again uh, searching in darkness? Well, well, I think there is, there is a need when, when you look at the uh, team as a whole. I think the holes really are on the defensive line. I think, you know, they have two positions, really an end opposite sweat and a three technique, especially in this Tampa two scheme. You look, you look at all the years uh, back when I played, right? Tommy Harris, mm-hmm. uh, Henry Melton, you know, even back to the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers days, Warren Sapp. That Tampa two scheme really thrives with that great three technique. A guy I'm really intrigued by is uh, Johnny Newton from Illinois. I think he's an absolute stud. I followed him from watching Big Ten football. He's a guy that can really penetrate, get in the backfield. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're looking at him in that nine, uh, that nine pick, or potentially a guy like Jared Verse from Florida, who right. probably should have came out last year as well. So I would, I would be surprised if they don't address both of those defensive line positions this year, one in free agency, one in the draft. But I think when you're looking at the team as a whole, they're two positions away from on, on defense from being a really dominant team. When you look at the staff that's put together, we mentioned, obviously, Eric Washington, the defensive coordinator, Shane Waldron, the offensive coordinator, Kerry Joseph, the quarterback's coach. So those are the three big ones. Chris Beattie today hired as a wide receivers coach additionally. What do you think about the staff additions overall, and how important is it for this team? Bears are a pretty young team at certain spots especially – how important is the staff with a young team? It's huge because I think, um, you know, when, when you look at Green Bay, right on the other side, they've done such a great job with developing their talent, right on the other side. Bears, especially offensively, have kind of struggled sometimes to develop young talent. So I love the addition of Shane Waldron. And, you know, obviously we have a quarterback situation to figure out whether they're going to rock with Justin Fields or they're going to pick Caleb Williams or one of these other quarterbacks. I think Shane Waldron is the perfect fit for either situation. Look what he did for Geno Smith's career, mm. you know, who came from the Jets and numbers were not good, wasn't playing well at all, and then all of a sudden has that 4,200-yard season and turned around his career, leading the uh, Seattle Seahawks to multiple uh, winning seasons. So I think he's the right guy for the job. And when we talk about his schemes, 
and how he can draw stuff up and how he can create matchups. And what I love the most, especially because I know the offensive line did pretty good for the most part of the year, but what I love is his double chips coming out of the backfield, whether it's a tight end or a running back to help that offensive line to buy that quarterback some extra time. So I love some of his concepts, and I think he's the right fit. I think Eric Washington is a great fit, especially when we're talking about developing this young defensive line position. I, I think the Bears are primed for a good year. It's all about I think they need another receiver, and I think they need two positions on defense, defensive line, and then potentially a center. Um, I think if they can get those positions, I think they're primed for a really good year. I, I like that. I like uh, all those uh, needs that you list there. I I also am going to say ridiculously they need a punter that you can probably get as a uh, undrafted free agent if you don't have a late pick, which right now they don't have some late picks. We'll see how that ends up. Um, You know, we're talking about the Super Bowl earlier, and we're talking about the two styles of quarterbacks in the game. And obviously you want your version of Mahomes somehow. Maybe you could have drafted him before Mitch Trubisky, whatever. Um, But you'd love to have that composed guy leading your team. Alternatively, you could get, you know, a bunch of different potential Pro Bowl players to go with keeping the quarterback you have right now. You've got the opportunity to either trade out of the first pick in the draft or take someone who's believed to be a generational talent going into this process. Where are you leaning and why? So I've I've been leaning on on keeping Justin Fields. I, I I think he's talented. I just think his development has been stunted by the coordinator situation. Um, there's some areas he definitely needs to clean up, but I, I think he has all the talent in the world. I think with a guy like Shane Waldron, he could take his, his game to the next level. And if, and if we're looking at the Bears last season, the, the way they were playing the last six weeks of the season, you can make an argument, and I think everybody is clear, that they were a playoff-caliber team. right? Obviously, you can't go through some of the games. Um but they were playing on a, on a playoff caliber team level. And I just think they're a couple pieces away from being a really good team and making a run, you know, in the playoffs and potentially for the Super Bowl. You know, you know Corey, you were drafted in, in the 2010 draft in the fourth round. I don't need to tell you that. Trent Williams was the fourth overall pick, and he's still playing. Do you look at him sometimes and you think, wow, that would be something to, to, that he is still playing and marvel at his longevity? Yep. Exactly. It's it's crazy to see because me and Trent were on a lot of the, the same uh, recruiting visits to the different teams. Because at the time, I was projected as like a second rounder, so I was I was in a lot of these, you know, first to third round uh, visits. So Trent Williams is on there with me, Everson Griffin, a lot of those guys. So Trent Trent was an unbelievable athlete still to this day. Um, I think he ran a four six nine. At wow. 330 pounds, so um, oh my I, like, you, yeah. you guys have seen the clips on on YouTube yeah. or in, Instagram. Like just his kick set, he still has unbelievable feet, and I think that's the thing. You know, when when you're talking about potentially maybe even getting somebody like him in the draft, I know like you know everybody feels good about the offensive line situation, but I think if you can get somebody like Trent Williams, that's going to be a guy that's that's going to be a franchise left tackle. I mean, that's a good situation either way. Like, literally, when you watch him, it's very rare that he ever gives up a pressure or a sack. Like, he, he is he is locked down on that side, still in year 14. So, 
I think it's awesome to see what he's what he's able to do. And uh, you know, I think I think uh, especially when it comes to offensive line, like guys are playing longer and longer, especially in the in that left tackle position. Uh, Whitworth did that. Uh, retired what a year or two ago, and was playing at a really high level. Right. You know, 14, 15 years in the game. So it it would be good to have a, a lockdown staple. You know, I I like Braxton Jones. I think he's improved a lot, but you got to ask yourself the question. Is he is he going to be our franchise tackle for the next ten to fifteen years, um, or is he going to be a guy like Charles Leno? Right, it's going to be a reliable left tackle, great option, but I don't know if he's the long term option. He'd be one hell of a swing tackle. Exactly. Yeah, that would that'd be a good situation either way. I, question question for you guys, real quick. Um, I know everyone's been talking about you know. Uh, Lamar Jackson and his performance against yeah. Patrick Mahomes. So I'm I'm looking at the stats of it for a team in Baltimore, right? That's that was pretty well balanced, pretty run heavy team. Looking looking at the numbers and stuff, I'm kind of scratching my head on their game plan. Right? It's tight yeah. game. Lamar, yeah. I think they threw the ball 82 percent of the time. Yeah, 37 passes in that game, and and they exactly. did not use their running backs at they all. Get they got gutsy. You know what happened? Honestly, I think they panicked. I think, I, yeah. th- I think that that Kansas City put together a nine-minute drive and they wanted to get back in the game as fast as humanly possible, and and they just lost sight of who they are. And I, I, I mean, I don't. I think composure is huge, and, and I yeah. think when when you're a team that you got to prove you can win, you want to prove you can win with the quarterback. You, you you drove yourself out of your mind. You drove yourself out of your identity. Yeah, I think that's the problem because I think so many people are saying, is this running quarterback sustainable? Can he win championships? And I think, like, obviously Lamar, that interception at the end. But just when I look at game plan, I'm like, it would be like if Patrick Mahomes, if they had an 82% run and then, you know, the rest was his passes. You'd be like, what are you doing, right? His strength is passing. So I just think that the coaching is such an important part. So they'll put all the blame on Lamar and say, He's not good. Running quarterbacks aren't sustainable. What he's able to do is not sustainable. But they don't look at the coaching. The, the, the fact the coaches got scared and they completely diverted from their game plan, even though it was a tight game, all the pressure goes on Lamar. Nobody looks at the coaching and say, man, they, they did him a disservice here. So that's, that's kind of what I think with, with Justin Fields is, is a lot of times like some of the play calls in that Vikings game during the season, how many swing screens did we see? <laughs> back to back to back. Right. It was unbelievable. I think there were ten to twelve swing screens in that game, and I'm like, what? What is going on here? So I think sometimes coaches they get in their own head, they get nervous, they get scared, and uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, everything falls on the quarterback, good, bad, or indifferent. And you know, Lamar didn't have his best game, but I, they, they still should have had a chance to be in that game. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you. I, I thought you know they were undisciplined. They had. Some dumb penalties, some horrible. They flowers. Personal I mean, they flowers. Oh. Getting the game tied up. Oh, even, even how do you lose that one? Great. You're right. You're so yeah. right. Yeah. That was the that was a play of the game. When he fumbles there, yep. that's it. Really good stuff, Corey. Great, Corey. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem at all. You guys have a good one. You too. That is Corey Wooten. That's fun. He's right. Smart I mean, analyst. Yeah, no he question. He definitely has some real good experiences, too. 
in the NFL and going back to Northwestern. Good insight on Eric Washington. We're going to bring in uh, Dan and Lawrence. Just want to let you know we've got an injury update on Patrick Williams. He's been diagnosed with acute bone edema in his left foot, and he will immediately begin a period of active rest and be reassessed in approximately two weeks. Two weeks, so that's better than six weeks. Also, baseball news, John Heyman, our guy, reports that Justin Turner is going to the Blue Jays, $13 million, one-year contract, which, why is it important in Chicago? No, not because the Cubs were looking at him as Justin, as Dustin suggested. It's because now Matt Chapman has one fewer team to pick from. Um, I would like to immediately begin a period of active rest. <laughs> that be, you, I mean, active rest. How about 16 more minutes? You can yeah, rest all, right, all you want. All right. Dan and Lawrence join us next. It's Molly and Haw, the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.